the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. I'm here with two friends and experts, uh, Ace Wadisupark, who's a financial expert, and, uh, of course, I never asked somebody to use someone I didn't. I used them for all my financial things in Citizens Bank, and Steve Wagner, who is a – everyone knows who he is. He is a major real estate attorney, and I always tell people when you have a problem – like, don't use it. You know, if you have a divorce, you should use a divorce attorney, someone who knows that. Don't use your brother-in-law. Find the experts in whatever it is that you need legal advice in and find the experts that handle that subject because it's, it's too general, right? Um, but, Steve, now you are finding that – what are you finding? That it, could, could it trigger a crisis of housing? You think it? Well, I, I I don't know that it's going to um, uh, create a crisis insofar as there'll be a shortage or anything like that. What I am seeing, it's interesting. What I'm seeing, first of all, in, in the real estate market is I'm seeing advertising now for buildings that are six units or less, which are typically, i uh, sorry, five units or less, which are typically not regulated. And so, it, you know, that's come become like a big thing. Uh, you know, they that brokers have deregulated housing for sale. And, and I can see where it would be attractive for somebody rather than buying into a system that prevents you from um, making a profit. The second okay. thing I'm seeing, yeah. the second thing I'm seeing is that landlords are not trying to evict tenants all over the place. Well, for, that's good. Um, yeah. 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 That I'm, I, I'm seeing a lot of that. I, the, the number of cases um, that I'm working on right now. I mean, there are, there are landlords who are simply just want to drop the cases at this point yeah. because there's no benefit to them for getting somebody out for non-primary residents or, you know, illegal subletting or something like that. They can't raise the rent very much at all. And, and then um, finally what I'm seeing is I'm starting to see um, an uptick in the number of tenants who are bringing complaints against landlords for failing to maintain their properties, which, again, goes to the lack of desirability of owning one of these uh, multiple dwellings, uh, multi, excuse me, multifamily, multiple, multiple dwellings. So let me ask you, Steve, so, if you're a multifamily, which is what they consider multifamily, not, it's over how many floors? It's not two. It's, what is it, four? Anything over well, four. Well, multiple dwelling is three or more. but Three mu- or more. So, so let's. 
but stabiliz- stabilization starts at six. So the problem really is six or more for buildings six that were built before, um, you know, completed with a certificate of occupancy before 1971. Okay. Now, what if I'm an investor and I own a building? Um, and let's say I bought it five years ago or ten years ago before these laws were like they just happened. Am I? What do I do? I, what do I need to know if I'm a multifamily investor or if I'm thinking of buying an investment in a multifamily property? What do I have to know now that's different than I needed to know a year ago? Let's ask it that way. That is a lot. You need to know how many apartments are already deregulated. Um, and who would the you ones ask? That are deregul- uh, well, that would be something you would – two things. One, you'd, you'd get the uh, rent from the oh. current owner, which is always done. And then secondly, um, you'd ask them for an authorization to go to the New York State uh, Division of Housing Community Renewal, DHCR, and get an actual uh, rent roll, uh, you know, a listing of all the apartments that are subject to regulation. And then you have to have a lawyer analyze it to make sure that they didn't improperly deregulate any of the apartments, because if they did and you buy, you're stuck with what the prior owner did. So it, 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 it involves a little more than just getting a rent roll. You now have to do more investigation. So, Steve, it, does, it doesn't it – yeah. No, 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 no. This is great, but this is sort of near and dear to me, uh, Dottie and Steve, because I actually bought a um, commercial property last year in the city. You and, were telling me. And, and we, well, we actually bought one and we're working on another one now. But the one that we bought last year, which is really recent, you know, it, it's, it's a tale of two stories, right? So me being on sort of the landlord side now, there were a lot of, um, let's say, rent-regulated uh, units that folks were renting it um, to, someone, to somebody else without the landlord knowing. And then on the landlord side, they would be doing, you know, things that would push the tenants out of their uh, rent-regulated apartments and then try to get the market value. So I think there's a tale of two sides here. But I do see that on the landlord side, if this continues, which you know we're going down you know, probably the wrong path now because we all want to sustain a very good living, right? And, and we, we depend on the landlords to upgrade the apartments, do what they need to do to maintain the sort of, um, I guess, livelihood of, of that building. And by, by the rent, the new rent regulations that just came out in July, this really prohibits them or allows them to really upgrade the apartments for the tenants, per se. So I think you're not going to see an impact now, Dottie or Steve, but you're going to see an impact in the next three to four years as these commercial buildings start to deteriorate. Um, so I think there, there has to be sort of a middle ground by the Democratic Party, okay, and, and hopefully that happens. You according know? to this, and Steve, I have some of your notes. Um, you now have vacancy decontrol, meaning that they can't remove a unit from rent stabilization because the monthly price hit a threshold. And what about somebody who exceeds, they have to exceed $200,000 before you can, I mean, what is the That was the old rules. The new rules have eliminated that entirely. So if if you used to have high rent high income deregulation, that's out. If somebody had over two hundred thousand and the uh, the rent was um, over twenty seven hundred, which was adjusted each year, and it would have been twenty seven seventy five this year. I mean, it, it, it 
if it becomes vacant and you, you know, if somebody's living there, you could have deregulated it, um, but no longer. Similarly, there were increases in the rent for um, vacancy of t- roughly 20 percent. So, so um, wait, slow down. See, 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 if you're an attorney, you know this. So let me yeah, ask yeah, you. So sorry. if no, so if you, what that means, okay, if you have an investment, you think of buying, that landlords can no longer raise rent as much as 20. They could raise rent whatever they wanted to when somebody moved out. And with the rent stable, they can't, how much can they raise it? They can't. They can only, there are no longer any vacancy increases. So that 20% is gone. And they can only rent. So what is that, that basically, if you're not an attorney, what does that mean? That means if let's say I had a rent stabilized apartment and I'm paying $500 a month which in New York City, that is like that hurt of. But in any event, let's just say that. And now I, you know, I decide to move in with, you know, a, a relative of mine. And the apartment becomes available. And I was paying 500 And the market rate, like now the apartment, let's say, should go for like $1,500. What, if I'm the landlord, I, how much could I raise that? For one-year lease, I think it's 1.5%. That would be $7.50. Okay, so now if you're listening to the show, if you could take a step back and say to yourself, okay, now if I'm a landlord and someone's paying well below market, which I think is good because the whole idea was for people who didn't have the right high incomes to be able to live, okay, uh, in, a, in a good place, in a, you know, and have these apartments not go so high that they kept on raising the rents that they had to move out. But now, if I can only increase it by that little amount, and it was under market to begin with, then as a landlord, it's probably going to affect me pocket-wise, right? Yeah, I mean, well, let me give you a comparison. Under the old law, the market was fifteen hundred, and the apartment was five would be rented for five hundred. You would be able to put. Forty thousand dollars into improvements, and get that rent legally up to fifteen hundred dollars, and you would be able to recover that extra forty thousand dollars over you know one fortieth of the cost. So it would it, it would it would it, you, after after um. Uh, so you basically could raise time. the rent that <clears throat> you would be covering all the improvements and making some profit on that, that you made the apartment exactly. nicer. Exactly. But now, with the new rule, um, and by the way, you'd be also able to get a vacancy increase um, of 20%. So you wouldn't even have to put in $40,000. You probably could put in $30,000 and raise the rent to 1500 Now, if, if the apartment becomes vacant, you, if you wanted to put the forty or thirty thousand dollars in, the maximum credit you could take to raise the rent would be fifteen thousand dollars, even though you put thirty or forty in. And the amount of recovery instead of one fortieth is, you know, a hundred and fiftieth, hundred forty-eighth. So really, I'm just okay. And, and so you, you generally though, so not for recover, our listeners, you're not going to recover them. You're not going to recover the money. The basic thing is the investor is not going to recover the money. So that's why we think that people are buying less. But now look at Ace, because you are just in the process of buying an investment property. You had told me last week. So now you know these. uh, So I'm not trying to tell you not to buy investments. I'm talking, you know, Ace is a good example of somebody who's very well aware of this legislation and is still carried on and bought 
is in the process of buying right as we speak yeah. an income producing rental apartment. So what you so so what why you know what did you think were the reasons you didn't do what some people might think and say, let me just forget it? Well, in, in every commercial building, you have the regulated apartments and the non-regulated apartments, right? So I think you need to have a, um, a fine equilibrium in terms of what you can do in terms of market value and what your appreciation values could be. So, I mean, you know, Stephen gave a great example. Really look at the rent roll and look at what they filed. And a lot of these landlords, they're really, um, I don't want to say old school, but some of them, Dottie, it's not even filed, right? Some of the rent rolls. So you really need to kind of look into a lot of things. But there is still some really good opportunity. But like I was saying before, you know, just really. And I think what you have to do is be aware. You have to be aware. And like there's no way I would ever buy something like that. I would. Not, I think investment real estate is great. So I would buy it. But I would not do it without talking to someone like Steve, who's an expert Definitely. in that part of law. Okay, and finding out, you know, what information I needed to give him and then whether it would make sense for me to do it or not. And I guess that would also depend on the price. Yes. But it should. I think the rent regulations, again, it's too close to call. This just happened. But I think that over time they would probably take prices down. Uh, That's my guess. But it's too it's too early to happen. And I believe, Steve, you can add on some more. Aren't the. uh, Aren't they going? Aren't the uh, owners trying to uh, go say it's unlawful? To oh, do yeah, they 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 brought a lawsuit challenging the um, these new regulations. <clears throat> but unfortunately, for the landlords, they have tried these lawsuits anytime there's been any change in the regulations which have favored tenants, and the case law has gone against them each time. So they they themselves have built up a long history of losing these lawsuits, and now they're going after one that they really need to go after. And unfortunately for them, the uh, the uh, case histories of, of prior lawsuits uh, don't speak in favor of their winning right. this one. Well, but, here's you know, what we you, have to wait and see. We, we have, have to, to wait and see. see. And if you're considering buying renting, which I think, you know, I love, you know, if you, if you are okay with being a landlord, and that's a whole other discussion for another day because, you, you know, there's a lot of, responsibility and you might get the phone call in the middle of the night so you know or if you don't want to do it yourself you'd have to hire someone to manage your property which is another expense you'd have to add into the equation but all we're saying is probably there's more there's probably opportunity because i would think that people will try to discount you know prices a little bit and say look the rent law and you really need to if it's a six family or more consult an attorney and know what you're doing, and there's not saying that you shouldn't and not saying that there's not great deals, but someone like Steve can really analyze so you know, you know, when you'll break even. You know, now some of these rent owners have the properties 40 years or 30 years, and if you have it that long, you're not going to lose money probably no matter what. But I think Steve, you, yeah. you, you, you might not lose money, but to Steve's point, which I think he said the last time I spoke with him, your thoughts were, well, look, if that's the case, I'll deal with it, but then I'm not going to fix this property up. <laughs> well, know, I'll, I'll do what's put... necessary, the minimum of the law. Right. Whatever the minimum requires, that's what I'll do. No more. So how do our listeners get a hold of you, Steve? Where, you know, just, you give us all your information again. 
Um, and I know you yes. answer your own phone, and Steve will talk to you directly, and I really think that's important when you're able to talk to that person who's the expert, and he gives us his time uh, because usually, you know, the attorneys, like, they, I would get a bill, oh, three minutes. I don't like three minutes. I just said hello. I could three minutes. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> I didn't even ask you my question in three minutes. Okay, so, Steve, th- you know, thank you. And you really are someone I admire and an expert. Where is the best way to, to, to get to you? Or is there an email, uh, you know? Or yeah, the, my email is srwagner at wagner, W-A-G-N-E-R, Burkow, B-E-R-K-O-W dot com. And my telephone number is 646-791-2083. And I pick up the phone. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Steve. You are really so, uh, we get so much knowledge. And there's so much to know. And I always say, you can't be an expert in everything. But here's what smart people know. Smart people know what they don't know. Okay? And when they don't know, they go to an expert to find out. Same thing with the mortgages because there's so many people I know that probably could get better rates or could get a mortgage without having the down payment they think they need. It doesn't hurt to call. And uh, I think Steve is an expert in anything like that. So I refer to him. Thank you, Steve, and have a wonderful day. Um, You too. Thanks, Steve. Now we're here with Take Mike. care, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you. We're here with Dan Sater. Hi, Dan. Hi, Daddy. How you doing? I'm good. You know, I love this weather, so I, you know, <laughs> you can't hate. I mean, to tell you the truth, you know, I, when you see sun and, and it's nice out and the, it's not too humid today, it just kind of makes everyone happy, I think. Uh, Anyhow, okay, so now we have one thing, and we try to give you a lot of information on things that we all take for granted that we think we know, or we ask a friend who is trying to help us, but in many cases, they don't know the facts. So this is, okay, and as I said at the beginning of the show, credit, and even if you're not buying a home, you always want to make sure your credit is good and as dan will tell you check it twice a year so what you you want to talk about what's too much credits dan is such a thing as having too many credit cards or having too much credit well yeah if you have too many credit cards you can lose some points but you know i spent 17 years in the mortgage industry and in that time i never really had anybody that got turned down because they had too much credit but because they used too much credit. Oh, okay. So the the thing is that um, you know banks want to see people responsibly use use their credit cards, and there are some situations where people, especially in business, will use uh, large sums of money and pay it back quickly. And you know, especially nowadays in the mortgage industry, uh, they have a thing called trended data. And the underwriters follow this, even though it doesn't affect your credit score at this point. Uh, The trended data shows whether you pay off the accounts every month or whether you leave a balance. And if you're leaving a balance, is it growing or is it decreasing? And people that might be on the marginal areas of um, being approved for a loan, uh, that may become a factor uh, if you're uh, 
having a lot of debt that's increasing, especially in the credit cards, because um, it's a bigger risk. That's what it represents. All right, hold that thought. And we're going to come back with Dan talking about credit and one of the things that you need to do to make sure your credit's in tip-top shape. We'll be right back. It's 866-970-9622. Right back after the break. When it comes to protecting your family, home, or business, you need a name you can trust. You need us. Honig Conti Perino Insurance. In Manhattan since 1902. We're family-owned, experienced, and credible. We believe in a face-to-face, roll-up-your-sleeves approach. Our clients receive individual and personal care. Honig Conti Perino, the name to trust. Call 212-777-7113 or honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E dot com. Honig Conti Perino. Not just providing insurance but insurance guidance did you know it was once considered anti-american to throw away the core of an apple in the 1940s there was a common poster with a picture of a beautiful child happily eating the core of an apple the slogan read be true to the core this was a nationwide program concentrating on nutrition and discouraging food waste keeping our citizens strong at home was an important aspect of winning the war in europe American citizens are fighting the war against lifestyle disease. Research shows we must eat every edible part of fruits and vegetables to keep our bodies strong and able to fight off biological invaders that are making us sick. Much of the disease-fighting chemistry in fruits and vegetables are located in the core and skin of produce. Often we are peeling off and coring the strongest available chemistry for fighting the deadly diseases of our day. It turns out Grandma was right. Eat all your fruits and vegetables and be true to the core. This is Dr. Douglas Howard with your health tip of the week. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I find them extremely helpful in so many areas that I had had issues with before. And, you know, so there's there's a direct cause and effect, you know, from before taking them to now taking them. If I don't take them... I am really in a fog, and when I do, I have a sense of just energy and clarity that I didn't, I, I shouldn't have. I'll just say, I'll, I'll just put it that way, <laughs> that way. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, all new preferred customers will receive an additional 30% discount and free shipping on your first Balance of Nature order. You will also receive an extra $10 off on any additional set of fruits and veggies you purchase. This summer special will expire, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. The news media makes a big issue out of tort lawyers and how much they get in settlements. But is there a different side of the story? Are they actually protecting your rights? This week on Champions of Justice, Tom Girardi talks with Loyola Law Professor Paul Hayden about your right to fair compensation when you've been physically or financially injured by another. It's an eye-opener. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
Hi, I think we uh, lost Dottie there, but Dan, we were just talking about credit. Um, so <laughs> I don't know where Dottie is, but I'm sure she'll be back soon. We so lost her. Oh, we boy. lost her. We uh, lost well, her. you know, she, she mentioned about keeping uh, your credit in tip-top shape. And in preparing uh, to buy uh, oh, she's back. There. Well, yeah, but in preparing to buy a new home, um, you I'm know, I keep here. saying it's important to check your credit report. Uh, you can go to annualcreditreport.com or myfico.com. But there's three major things that you have to worry about. Mistakes that can be on about 26% of the credit reports, mixed files that actually belong to somebody else, and identity theft. And now we have a, a new ingredient um, is in data breaches. Um, I'm sure a lot of people by now have heard of the Capital One data breach. Uh, there was only 100 million files <laughs> that were breached uh, between uh, and they went back from 2005 to 2019. They got names, addresses, credit scores, credit limits, balances. 140,000 of them had social security numbers revealed, 80,000 bank account numbers. Yeah. And by the way, they, they caught the woman, uh, Ms. Uh, Thompson, who used to work for Amazon. She was a software engineer. She actually published all this information on the web. And she put her name on it. So I guess it was easy for them to <laughs> to catch Wait her. Wait a second. Can you hear me now? Yes, we yeah, can we hear can you hear now. You now. Okay. So, my, so just in, in answering, so actually she published it? Oh, she didn't think? No, she didn't think. She published it on several sites. Um, she wanted to get the information off her, her server. So, so she put it out there. Now, what should someone do? I mean, a lot of us had credit cards with that company. Yeah, well, by the way, don't just worry about Capital One. In the last year, you've had universities, Snapchat, Target, um, Microsoft email servers like MSN.com, Hotmail.com, Outlook.com, all breached, Equifax, we know, even Dunkin' Donuts and Facebook. Uh, but one of the things that people can do is you can freeze your credit, and now it's free to do that. You can do it over the phone or online. The bureaus have made it very easy to go and, and freeze your credit. They give you a PIN number, and you can unfreeze it at any time. And if you're looking to start the mortgage process, you can unfreeze it for a certain period of time, let's say like a week or for a month, where they can pull the credit reports, and, uh, you know, it goes on. Uh, back on right, automatically when you have it uh, stopped. So, Dan, uh, what but, is that? So, let's say I decide to say, Dan, would you do me, help me freeze my credit? Then I can't borrow anything, but I would still have my credit, like whatever I have well, on credit cards is still good, or is it everything? Oh, sure. Every, everything's good. The only thing that it stops is any company accessing your credit report uh, when you're applying for new credit. So anybody trying to apply for credit in your name will be stopped because if the company can't access your credit file, they're not going to grant credit. So they're going so to need that open. So should everybody do that? I mean, should, should and, we, yep. like, should Matter they sign fact, to it? And this is very important, Dottie. You should freeze your children's credit report, too, because this has been a major target of a lot of these people because nobody thinks about the children being hacked. And... It goes on without people even knowing about it because the children aren't using credit, and they'll establish credit in the child's name. So in other words, and, let's say you have a 7-year-old or a 10-year-old 
they don't really have any credit, but they take their name and apply for credit? Right. Well, what happens now, you know, the IRS many years ago required you to have a Social Security number for each one of your children that you list on your tax return. And the year they put that regulation in, I think we lost a couple million kids in this country, you know. But what happened is that now children have Social Security numbers. And these are great targets for people that want to hack in because they don't have anybody checking their credit reports, uh, I think, ever, you know, until the, the child reaches maturity. Unbelievable. You know, it's getting so complicated, like that you say, you mean, there's really no way to protect yourself other than doing what you're saying, check it all the time, because unless you don't go on the Internet, uh, you know, unless you don't use the Internet, which it's hard to believe you can live in this world without using it somewhat, uh, I guess you're, we're, all open, we're all susceptible, susceptible for that. Yeah. Right? So, so, Dan, I have a question. If you freeze your credit, let's say me and Tati freeze our credit, and we want to take out... Uh, maybe a car loan or a mortgage payment. How long does it take for us to unfreeze our credit? So oh, that they can same day. Up? How many days? One day. The same day. Same day. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. You just call them up, give them your <laughs> PIN number. You may have to give some more identifying information to them, and they'll process that through their system and unfreeze it. And if you want to do that for a week because you're going to go shopping at different places for cars, for example, mm-hmm. you can unfreeze it for a week. Or for the day, or for the month. Okay, and do they answer the phone, or do they get? I mean, like we, yeah. had, we had a, a caller that called in and said she was trying to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember con- that, Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Do they? Uh, do they? I mean, how resp- how, how responsive are they? Yeah. Boy, you worry. <laughs> uh, <if laughs> well, you because can't get you know, I know. Phone. I mean, I yeah. know that the <laughs> intentions in my mind say that when I try to, you know. Uh, complain which i don't normally do but i like just had and i wanted the company to know i just came back from vegas and uh, i couldn't lift my luggage and take it outside and the driver that from this car company said well you'll have to bring it outside and i said well i can't lift it i don't and there was no none of those carts and so somebody uh so he said well then i'm leaving and he left, and it was 1 o'clock in the morning. And I don't – the company is a great company. I use them a lot. So it's not the company, but they should know about the person. And sometimes when I'm trying to get to someone, you know, after a while, you just say forget about it. You know, like, you know, you just give up. So I, I'm curious. Well, we'll have to try it. I mean, we'll try it. Because you're saying that everyone really should do it. Yes. Because it's But, by the day. way, if you can't, can't get them over the phone, you can do it online. So – the internet's open 24 hours a day. And what would you just? What would you? Well, you go to each one of the three bureaus. Oh, They'll have the a section board. there for putting on a credit freeze. You click on that. It'll give you the instructions of what you need to do. You fill out the information that you need, and uh, they'll put it on. Well, let me ask you something. Like some of us would be—is that something that somebody could have you pay you to do? I mean, I'm just saying because sometimes you just want somebody else to do it or you just just. No, no. They're going to want to know that you are you. Okay. They want to know it's me. Yeah. You don't want just anybody deciding that they want to freeze your credit for fun, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We live in, you know, know, with all the wonderful things that you can do now because I kind of think of before the Internet, pre-Internet, which is hard to believe that we existed. Uh 
You know, when we really had to call people. Am I on or did I just get cut off again? You're on. Okay. Because there was... Well, then I just think that it, it becomes cumbersome sometimes to follow everything and keep your hands out. And that's why we try to give you the latest information uh, because at the end of the day, credit. What is, you know, Dan, tell everybody, like, what's, when you have a high score, you get better rates and everything, right? I mean, it's Absolutely. not necessarily buying. So, right, credit cards and if you were going to buy a car. Uh, and so would you tell our listeners again what three, what they should do to check their credit? Well, to check their credit, um, there are, uh, there's a free service that's put out by the bureaus uh, called annualcreditreport.com. And you can go on there, and it will take you to each one of the three bureaus. Uh, it gives you a, a big, long report, but you can get it for free through that. Also, uh, if you want to know your scores, especially if you're going out to buy a car or you're going out uh, right. to get a mortgage, you want the, the industry-specific scores that are used for those industries. And the best place to go on that is myfico.com. They give you five or six different uh, scoring models, and they give you the industry-specific scores for the automobile industry and for credit cards. And for mortgages, uses an older model called the FICO Classic model. And so you can get your exact score uh, that's going to be used by the lenders. Well, Dan, I can tell you I am going to try to freeze my credit, and I'm going to let you know if they answer. Or, But I'll probably just do it online. If you can do it online, I'll do it <laughs> online. Because, you know, I, I think some of these companies, you know, it's like going to the motor vehicles, okay? It's like a torture. So I, <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, like how, you know, you just wait on this line and that line and this line and that line. And so, you know. Dottie, but, but that, I know that you have not been to the motor vehicle department lately. The last time I went, I, I went online. I made an appointment. I walked in and I went ahead of everybody else. It took me five minutes. Oh, you can make an appointment? Yep. Oh, see? That you oh. bypassed the line. <laughs> I didn't know that. You can actually make an appointment to go to the motor vehicles. Yes, but don't tell anybody I told you this. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, listen, this is a valuable information because those of us who have cars, I know we have to go to the motor vehicles every once in a while. It's a, not a fun event. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. And then I got to tell you guys, I found a developer that's in Florida that he forgot to put a room in. <laughs> um, it's a fun story. 866, not fun if you bought the property. 866-970-9622. We'll be right back after this break. Offer contingent on subscription. Pay shipping and handling. Cancel anytime. Message and data rates may apply. What happened, man? You used to be energetic, happy, and wow, did the ladies love you. Now you fall asleep on the couch, tired and out of shape. Don't be that guy. Try a free bottle of Ageless Male Max, a Walmart bestseller with an ingredient shown to increase testosterone. Yes, it's now that easy. And when added to workouts, this ingredient has shown more gains in muscle 
and twice the reduction in body fat percentage. Plus, you get an added ingredient with a long history of being used for libido. Try Ageless Male Max free. Just text the word WIDE to 606060. If you're ready to support more energy, more strength, and more confidence, text WIDE to 606060. Text WIDE to 606060. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Hey, let me ask you something. Would you seat your three-year-old child on a windowsill? Would you seat them beside a lit fireplace or by the deep end of a pool? One last question. Would you seat your child in a car seat that's not correct for them? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Secure their future. Seat them in the correct car seat. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. I'm Michael Conti. And I'm Michael Honig from Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Our families have been in business since 1902. We want to let you know about some common misconceptions most people have about insurance. Number one, I don't need it. That'll never happen to me. Well, nine out of ten claims are water damage claims. And whether you're a business owner or a homeowner, it's not the thousands of dollars it costs to make the repairs that will shock you, but the tens of thousands of dollars it costs for a temporary office or housing. Bet you didn't know that. Number two, insurance is like a drive through and I can purchase it like a side of fries. The process shouldn't be difficult, but it does require real people that can guide you. Whether providing insurance for your apartment, co-op, condo, house, or your business, Michael Honig and Michael Conti are names you can trust. So call the Michaels today at 212-777-7113. That's 212-777-7113. Or visit them online at honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino. Not just here to provide insurance, but insurance guidance it's i on real estate got a question call 866-970-9622 here's douglas elements ceo Dottie herman we're back and um i was just telling you something that it's not funny if you bought a property uh, these are properties that were in Miami, and they were going for units for four hundred, from about four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, and it was a big real estate developer in Miami, Dade, and uh, he advertised them as one bedroom plus den in size, but the den never showed up. Now, when you're buying new development, a lot of times you're reading a plan, and uh, the floor plans. Uh, well, they indicated that room that was the size of a bedroom, and it just never appeared. So they're they're having a lawsuit, and I and I do think that you know you're protected from that. Um, but if you do buy pre-construction, just so that you know, if you buy anything pre-construction, that you're looking at a plan. Contracts typically, and again, you need to use a real estate attorney, but contracts typically allow room for developers to make changes to the property during the building process. Uh, but, you know, 
they they really can't, or you could probably file also change like countertop finishes, or if they say we're giving you sub zero appliances and they put, you know, less you know less expensive appliances. So there are a lot of protections, but again, whenever you're doing anything, um, it's not. I mean, it's it's always wiser. I tell people real estate is for most people one of the largest investments they'll ever make. So it, it's really all important to make sure that you're knowledgeable, make sure that you have legal representation, even though in some states, in most states, you don't have to. And I believe in New York, you don't really even have to use an attorney if you don't choose to. Um, but I think it's wise. And as again, with credit, uh, it saves you or costs you one or the other, as Dan will tell you, a lot, mon a lot of money over time. Uh, you know, and then even like, you know, with ACE, when they're advertising mortgage rates, they're, you know, you'll see an ad and they're telling you the mortgage rate is X and it's a great rate. But that what they don't say in small print is, yes, and that's if your credit is great. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Okay. And if you have, you know, and great credit, Dan, is what? What's the score that you would say is good, pretty good? Well, once you hit about 740, 760, um, you know, you're not going to get any better rates after that. Um, for a lot of lenders, it's 700 or 720. Yes. I want to take a quick question. Anne from Rosedale, Queens. Hi, Anne. Happy summer. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Are you on the line? Okay. Uh, with the Capital One thing, a couple of days ago when I heard it, I did call the Capital One office, and they said it's only the people who have the Capital One charge card. That's me. I don't That's have a charge card with Capital One, so they said I'm not, you know, not to worry. And they will be informing the people who do have the charge cards if they are one of the ones that were on, you know, in the, in the problem. Oh, thank so you. I think people to... should know. At least call Capital One and find out. But as far as I know, I don't have a Capital One charge card. I don't have to worry. Well, I'm glad for you. I'm not <laughs> yeah, glad but, uh, for me. But 100 million do. people do. <laughs> I'm one oh, of I them. I know that. I know that, but that's why they have to know. But at least the people who don't have a charge card are racking their brain now. Well, thank you so for that's telling all those too. people. And, you know, the other thing, too, Joan, um, you were talking earlier about the insurance companies and stuff. Let me tell you something. In November, I went to a closing, and the party who got the house did their insurance. They were the same company I had. And it ended up two months ago I got a bill telling me that I want to stay with them and, you know, my next year's payment would be this. And I said, how crazy. So I was insured for the period of time from November to now, and so was the party who bought the house. They insured, same company, paid their yearly payment and everything. And I just got my refund from November to July. But, but you see you, how crazy? Yeah, but, and so if you didn't notice that, I mean, did they voluntarily do that, or did you figure it out? No, no, I figured it out. I said, now, why are they sending me a bill? Because, I, you know, I'm over. I'm over from November of last year, and I'm getting a bill. If I want to still stay with them, this is what it's going to cost for the next year. And I called my friend, you know, with, who got the house, and uh, she, was, she went crazy. She said, we were all there, and we had it all done, and she's the one who called them to tell them that, you know, I was still insured, and she was insured, and I just got my check. They sent it to me 
Well, well thanks. That's ago. really good information. And thank you for letting us know that because you're right. For those people who do not have a Capital One charge card, which is not me, but for those they can at least have a weekend that they're not worried about them. But as Dan tells you, there's a million other scams. But be oh, on yeah, top. Of, and oh, thanks yeah. for that information, Ann. It's really, really and thank helpful. you for being there. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a great weekend. It's really now I'm going to have to make sure I call ASAP. Uh, I think I have time. I had a question. I mean, I, I don't know that I have time for too many topics, but I had a question, and it was basically somebody sent me and said, you know, my friend sold her house. She said very quickly, how long is quick and how long does it take to sell a house? So there's no uh, exact answer, but I will tell you the average property sells about three or four months. It takes about, I would say, three or four months. I mean, that's an average number. And uh, let me just tell you what happens in the real estate business. You hire an agent, you know, they give you a marketing plan and they tell you that we're going to, you know, we're going to compare your homes to show you what, what's on the market and we're going to try to price it correctly because when you put your home on the market, you're basically competing with whoever else is on the market. So if everybody else priced their home lower, that's going to make it harder for you to get your price. Uh, so when we do the job, and I, I can tell you how many times, and we sell a house, like the house will sell like in three days which is not an average, usually it takes about a couple of months, two months. Then the person says, well, Donnie, they must have priced it wrong. They must have priced it too cheap because it sold in two days. When actually, you should say, gee, I'm so glad that I don't have to show this house for another three months because believe me, anyone who's ever sold a house or rented an apartment out, it's a pain in the neck. It's not fun. And you're giving up weekends, and you can't be someone who's never home because then you have to make your home accessible to people when they want to see it, and people want to see it all different times. And unless you give someone a key, you really have to be home all the time. And then you, hopefully, you're going to try to keep your house in the best shape it can be uh, so that it sells. And uh, so when you're looking at prices, look at the market. Look at the eight, and don't think just because a home sold quickly that it wasn't priced well. Maybe it's because the agent did a job, and you, you know, and I always say it's teamwork. You need to be a team with the real estate agent, your mortgage advisor, your credit advisor, and your legal representation. And if you have a good team, you all work together. That's how it works. And, uh, if you sell your house quickly, remember, that doesn't necessarily mean somebody priced it too low. And I used to tell people, I don't know, I used to say, look, how, cause if, you know, how much study should I price it at? How quickly do you want to sell your home? Do you want to take, because there's people that have their home on the market a long time. And what does that usually tell you? I mean, and again, we're going to go into it. I won't have time to do it now. You know, you have to look at the market conditions in the area that you live in because you might, you know, you might have a location that is not desirable or you might be in a, uh, you know, you might have a neighbor that has junk all over their, their lawn and that's going to deter people from buying your home. Uh, 
there's a lot of things that go into it, and we will talk about it at a future date. But just for a quick answer to the listener who emailed me, how long does it take? The average length is about three months. And therefore, before you find the property you want, you should have your credit checked and your mortgage that you know what you are allowed to spend and that your credit's good so that when you do find it, you can make the process a lot quicker and you can make your offer attractive. And if you're a seller, please remember this. Always ask the agent how much down payment and did they have a credit check. Now, you can't force someone to have a credit check, but what you don't want to do, and you know, I don't care how good your agent is, they're not going to know by looking at a person what their credit is. Half the times the people don't know their credit, you know, they might have missed the payment or as Dan says, it's a mistake they don't even know about because they never check their credit. Uh, so as a seller, you don't want to have a buyer and think you're ready to move and then find out they didn't get a mortgage because their credit wasn't any good. Uh, so you want to ask, I like to ask, would you mind if I see a copy of your credit? Now, they don't have to say yes, and uh, you don't have to take the deal. And it depends, again, on the market whether I would tell you to do that or not. Uh, but Ace, when you see, you know, Dan and Ace, when you see people come in, how many people really don't know their credit's not even good? Oh, there's a ton, Dottie. You know, that's why, you know, checking your credit. Can we talk credit. about that yeah. next week? Because I really think, and we're not talking about somebody who knows they didn't pay 20 payment. They know they paid everything late. That's one thing. Those yeah. people usually know. But there are many people, as Dan told you, that really don't even know there was a mistake or there was a bill that they, you know, I think I... I can't tell the story now. It's too late, but I had two charges. I returned one, and I don't know. Somehow it screwed up my credit. Uh, so it's a good thing to make sure you have the right team and do your homework. I want you to enjoy the weekend. It's 1-866-970-9622. Have a great weekend. Be back. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.